Welcome back to Making Room. This week is a date with Kate, which means that you and I will be talking about a topic that comes up on our social media and diving into it a little bit further. I don't know about you, but I've noticed something about adulthood. When we are kids, when we're looking at kids in elementary school, there is a value on making friends and almost this fearlessness about going up to people, asking them to hang out and creating friendships almost anywhere you go. But then there's a shift when it comes to adulthood. There is a shift from a value on relationships and friendship to a shift on independence and success. But what that leaves us with is this deep sense of loneliness, which is kind of what created Gather and everything that we stand for to help work against that because it is a critical need of all of ours. Now, I wanted to start with a little bit of a story. So some of you guys might know this about me. But when I was in uh, middle school and high school, I was ruthlessly bullied. And it kind of all came to a head when I was a sophomore in high school. All of the words kind of crushed me that were spoken over me for so many years by all of those kids. And I really lost my sense of value and self-worth and just felt like I wasn't deserving of friendship. Now, before you start feeling really sorry for me, don't worry. (laughs) It all led me to where I am today. But I remember vividly, I went to a huge high school for freshman and sophomore year, and the cafeteria was massive. Some of you guys can probably picture it. And I remember every lunch period that I had to walk through the cafeteria, I had my head so far down. I didn't want to make eye contact with anybody. My chin was almost touching my chest, looking straight at the floor. And I went home one day and I got one of the um, recent like, uh, what do you call it? A magazine. (laughs) Recent volume, right? A recent magazine that came to my, um, oh my gosh, who even gets magazines anymore? (laughs) And there was um, an article on friendship. And one of the first things was when you're walking through a group of people to keep your head up. And what they were talking about in that tip is that when you keep your head down and you're not making eye contact, you're kind of communicating to people that you're not interested in friendship, that your friendship kind of like taxi light is not available. I heard someone um, refer to it as that as well. And that was so eye-opening for me because I was in a season of such loneliness, such shame, such desire for friendship. And I didn't realize that the way that I was approaching some of these relationships was actually turning people away. And so what I want to talk about today, and this could be a whole podcast series for a whole entire season, but we're just going to summarize a few things that you could be doing that maybe you're not doing right now that would invite friendship and deepen these relationships that you are so hungry for with people that surround you. Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. If you are looking to buy or sell your home, then this is for you. If you are looking for a real estate agent that is hungry, committed, and accountable, then Emily White from the One Team of William Ravis in Connecticut is your go-to real estate agent. Emily has lived in Madison, Connecticut for 29 years, has recommendations for local home improvement, vendors, and daycare just to list a few. 
She's professional, determined, innovative, and shows genuine concern and care for her clients. Do you want to know how much equity you've gained in your home and what it's worth in this crazy market? Emily will do a free comparative market analysis for you. Ready to reach out to Emily today to start the process of selling your home or finding your dream home? You can reach her at 203-710-0202. And be sure to follow her on Instagram at Emily Lovejoy White for everything you need to know about things to do in the Connecticut area, home renovation tips, and of course, market updates. We have a trending alert. Dates have entered the snacking game. Not only do they taste like caramel and are full of antioxidants, they have more potassium than a banana and are low on the glycemic index, so it's a snack that won't make you crash. Julie's is changing the dating game, one medjool at a time, bringing you fresh dates straight out of California in sustainable packaging that will certainly make you smile. What we love about Julie's is not only are these juicy dates perfect for any snack, they are also great in energy bites, which is my favorite way to use them, straight in the food processor with a little coconut, and I can attest to the fact that they taste like straight bites of delicious caramel. You can also use their syrup as a replacement in baking, on your yogurt in the morning, or any way that you would use standard refined sugar. Go ahead and get your own Julie's at Julie's, J-O-O-L-I-E-S dot com and use gather20, one word for 20% off. So, so many of us, without even realizing it, are doing the adult equivalent of walking across the cafeteria with our head down. We are showing people that we're not interested in relationship, that we're not approachable. And in turn, even if we don't mean to, um, we are not reaping the rewards of beautiful friendship because of it. So um, these tips are to help you kind of grow relationships that you have already started maybe just with acquaintances to get deeper um, or to even start new relationships and to help them grow. Now, this is one of those things that can definitely fluctuate in life, right? We don't always have to be the starter. Sometimes we're the receiver, but um, it's one of those things to kind of always keep in check as we approach relationships. So here are five ways to create more meaningful friendships, and to grow the ones that you already have. So one of the ones that I think um, is where a lot of us fall shy or fall short is to be specific in making plans. Now, what that means to me is so often, it's probably one of the most common things that all of us say to people in our lives, let's get together, right? (laughs) You probably even said it today. Um, And sometimes you even have an activity in mind, like, oh my gosh, we should totally go to that new restaurant. And I think what happens is we are always trying to be so courteous and so aware of the other person that we always default to letting them make plans. But then what happens, right? Um, The plans never happen. Or we're wondering, oh, I wonder why they didn't reach out. So I want to give you the permission and empower you to be the one that makes the specific plan. Because if there is something that I've learned is that so many times adults are waiting to be invited. They're waiting for the invitation. But the downside of that is we are all left waiting and nothing ends up happening. Okay? And that's where loneliness happens. You guys get the you guys get the drift at this point. So What this looks like to me is the next time you're talking to someone and they say, you know what, we should really do this again, or did you see that new restaurant, let's do a double date and go, to actually stop right there and get your calendar out and say, hey, let's pick a date and a time, I really want this to happen. 
Another way to do it if you're trying to feel if maybe the person's interested or not, because it's always a possibility, is you could say, hey, I'll text you tomorrow and we'll make a date. But then be intentional about texting tomorrow, okay? So I would say when you give one of these statements within 24 hours to make a specific plan and that will show interest, okay? I think sometimes in adulthood, we're worried about being too forward. We're worried about, oh, well, maybe they have enough friends. Um, I think what happens, and believe me, I am like the most guilty of this. We have to give people, I don't know if benefit of the doubt is the right word, or give people like, you know, assume that they are going to communicate their own needs, like to trust that if people aren't interested, they're going to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm really busy this month. Or you know what, there's a lot going on. And then follow from there. But we will never know if we don't ask. So if you were to do a little bit of a soft talk, tell yourself it is okay for me to ask people uh, to make a specific plan. It shows people that I am interested in the friendship and that I want to keep it going. It's not weird. It's not too forward. It's actually necessary to continue to grow this friendship. Okay, so be specific in making plans. The second one is to remember and acknowledge milestones. I talk about this a lot. And truthfully, I'm in a season where I'm not that great at it, but I'm actually seeing the consequences of it in certain friendships. So it is very important. Now, remembering and um, acknowledging milestones. What this means is if you hear someone say, hey, I mean, who knows who's in your circle, but I'm writing a book and the release date is, you know, this date in March, or um, I'm applying for a new job on this day. My son is getting surgery on this day. It could be anything um, or even a parent getting surgery. When you hear those things, when you hear people saying them, it's as easy as discreetly getting out your calendar, putting a little note, and setting a reminder. Now, what you do from there is sending people a text, hey, I'm thinking about you. I remember your son's getting surgery. Or if someone has a book launch, you know, a book release date, sending them flowers um, in the mail or, you know, whatever that looks like to you, whatever the person values and appreciates, um, you know, a few days ago, there's this <laughs> really, really funny thing about me. Um, just about two o'clock every afternoon, I kind of switch my mellow playlist to Pitbull. <laughs> I love really upbeat. And listen, it's my guilty pleasure. I get it. There are more wholesome artists to be listening to. <laughs> but around two o'clock every day, I really need to get amped up to kind of like finish my work. And um, I was meeting with a new friend and she heard me say this and two o'clock the next day, she sent me a little gif, jif, you could fight me on how you say it later. Um, she sent me a pitbull gif the next day at two o'clock and while it was hilarious, like it made me crack up, it actually really made me feel seen too. Like this girl not only heard something that's kind of like a part of my day and a, a silly, silly part of my life, um, but she remembered and that it was so um, solidifying for me that, you know, there's kind of like this mutual friendship going on. Um, but there are so many situations like that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in my life recently. Um, I don't know. There's always like milestones. Well, even when we launched um, our Gather brand officially, uh, people that sent flowers the day that our website went live. And it's one of those things that maybe you think, oh, that's silly. But those are those things that show people in friendship. I see you. I care about the things that you care about. And I want to be a part of them with you. So 
I, I would say, if I were to encourage you today, don't worry about celebrating things that are too small. Um, don't wait for the big things. It's those everyday kind of just reminders um, in friendship that um, that people are seeing, that you care, and that you want to continue to move things forward. I often connect these types of uh, growing friendships to growing like dating or a romantic relationship. When you're kind of like um, in that like head over heels, can't eat, can't sleep kind of thing, you're remembering everything, right? You're celebrating everything with each other. And it's the same thing, uh, same thing with friendship. Um, okay, so be specific in making plans. Remember and acknowledge all sorts of milestones, okay? Just learn to celebrate life with people. Um, celebrate and grieve, Right. Both of those things are equally important. Um, I guess one thing is there was a, a childhood, a, a family when I was like younger in high school um, that was super, super, super important to me. And I had heard that they lost a family member that I hadn't seen in years, but I loved when we were in each other's lives. And I I couldn't help but go to the funeral Um and they were so shocked that I was there. And nothing nothing bad had happened to create separation. We just kind of drifted away in life. And um, I wasn't like consciously thinking this, but it was kind of one of those things that showed like, I still love you. I still care about you. I'm still here. Um, I'll always be here. You know, I want to stay. I want to stay connected. So um, all those little but powerful things, sending flowers, sending a text, showing up at an event, all of those things. Um, okay, the next one, number three, be mindful in communication. Now, this is one of those topics that we had talked about on Instagram and people get uh, sensitive. I understand. I I really, really understand. But just hear my heart as we're, uh, as we're diving into this. So the texting culture is the way things are going, right? It's the way that the world is communicating now more than phone call. Um, I'm sure it you know varies across the board. Lives are busy. I get it. I'm in a season right now where I could be a little bit overwhelmed by workload, um, by life, and it's hard to be quick with communication. I get it. We don't even have kids yet, and I can get a little glimpse into what it might be like for some of you. But I will say this. When you send a text, it it says something, it communicates something, but it also communicates things when you don't. So there is a grace there. There is a grace in taking your time, not answering right away. That is not what I'm expecting or anyone else is expecting. But I will say that if you are trying to continue relationship with people, that you are showing them, um, I care about you. Um, I want to stay in touch. Um, I read your answer. I, you know, whatever it is, whatever the situation is in texting. Um, when you don't answer at all, that is communicating things to people. So I think instead, if you want to show people, you know what, like I'm super busy, I can't answer right now. And to be mindful of that, just saying saying that, like, hey, I read this, I'll get back to you later, like give me a few days, I care about you, I see this. Or um, I'm so sorry, I can't answer right now, wish I could, um, I'll answer you tonight, just to bridge, bridge some kind of gap. Now, whether we like to you know, recognize it or not, there are a lot of adults that suffer with this loneliness and social anxiety, whether we've put that name to it or not. And sometimes when we're in new relationships, that can come across as rejection. It can come across as um, lack of interest. And so those are the things that we want to be aware of and be sensitive of, even if that's not something that um, that we struggle with. So again, being mindful that 
sometimes no communication communicates things and how devastating that would be if gaps in communication would sever a relationship that you were interested in. Um, you know, that could have been prevented. That makes sense. I know it's one of those like super touchy things, but, um, Again, think about a dating relationship. If you went on a date with someone and they didn't text you back for quite a few days or even a few weeks, um, you would think, you know what, maybe they don't want to go on a second date. And it's very, very, very similar to this. Or if a question is asked and there's no answer and you're like, oh, maybe that was too much for them or maybe that was overwhelming or maybe, you know, all of those different things. And I am so guilty of it. So on both sides, um, if you're the person on one side of the text, understanding they might be busy, um, but both sides just being committed to mindful communication um, in the process of especially, especially new relationship growth. Now, the fourth thing is being vulnerable. Oh, this is hard. Um, this is something that I've learned the past few years and I'm continuing to work on myself. I'm not good at it. Um, it's not natural for me. Um, but <laughs> there are just some seasons in life when you just have no choice but being vulnerable. And it's a really important thing to let other people, you know, uh, get in on that. So what that looks like is what's the question that we all ask each other? It's how are you doing? Right. That is the American. Um, I don't even know what it's called, but like your initial introduction or like contact question. <laughs> um, we usually ask people how they're doing and, you know, comment on the weather. But Instead of saying, hey, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, everything's good, I'm okay, um, is being honest, being honest and welcoming people into that. Um, you know, I sometimes, like, as I'm learning this process, when I'm talking to friends, I'll say, listen, like, you don't have to sugarcoat it. Like, how are you doing? Don't sugarcoat it. I really want to know what's going on. Um, and by doing this, so what happens is when we share our vulnerable sides with people, it invites them to share their vulnerable side of life. And that is the real part of life that grows connection. If you think about it, shallow relationship, shallow connection can only get you so deep. And deep things weather in the storm, right? They blow away. <laughs> I know. It's so corny, Katie. It's so corny. But I want you to think about it. Like if you're trying to grow deep, deep roots in friendship, you have to, you have to get deep. Now, I can have a tendency to go too deep too fast these days as I'm learning vulnerability. I understand that. Um, but it's think of it as gradual. The roots are getting deeper and deeper every time you share something a little bit more personal about your life. Now, I, I'm learning a lot about vulnerability, obviously, but one thing I'm learning is sometimes it's not received um, right away. And if you're someone that is practicing this art of vulnerability, to not be discouraged too soon because it is one of those things that um, people are kind of taught as a negative thing, as a bad thing. And so it is often this monkey see, monkey do effect. So the more you share about what's actually happening in your life, what's going on with your kids, your family, your job, it's going to invite those around you to do the same. And it's going to show them that, okay, this is a deep relationship. They trust me. I can trust them. Um, and to keep that process going. So to be authentic and vulnerable, to watch the general statements with people that you are interested in developing relationship with, okay? And then the last one is not to be scared. Don't be scared to ask people um, like to initiate friendship, okay? So one of my really good friends, she might even be listening. <laughs> um, we were going to this new bank. We were banking um, for the business, 
a local bank. And we went in there like a few times a week. Okay. And every time I went in there, I realized like I just had this friendship connection with a girl. That's what I call it, like friend chemistry. And the first thought that goes off in our adult minds is, oh my gosh, that's so creepy. Don't you dare ask her to hang out. Right. But this has been my saving grace in all of our moves. I've moved a lot. Okay. So one time I just asked her, I was like, hey, can I follow you on Instagram? Like, or maybe she asked, can I follow your business account or something? And from there, we were like, hey, you know what? I really want to hang out. Like, do you want to get dinner one night? And sure, it's this like, it could be an interesting thing at first because you're strangers. But now, like we're, she's kind of one of my closest friends in this season. And so I just want to encourage you. It is not weird. It is not weird for you to ask people if they want to hang out. Everybody is waiting for an invitation, especially in this culture where so many of us are working from home and we're not at a workplace with teams of a hundred people or, um, you know, Some of us aren't even going to the gym in this season. We're doing like at-home workouts. It is hard to meet people. And I think um, you can trust your gut with friend chemistry. So someone that you see at the store all the time, um, one of your kids, friends, parents, (laughs) trust those things and run with it. Okay, so don't be scared to ask. Ask them with specific detail. Hey, so we're kind of combining tip number five and tip number one. Hey, I really love like, you know, I think that we have a lot in common. I'd love to hang out. Um, Do you want to go to uh, this new wine bar um, in town? I heard they have like great wine and cheese. And, you know, if you wanted to invite someone else, that's fine. Like we could all hang out and get to know each other there. So, um, I was joking with a group of friends the other night because I was sharing this and there was one time I was at a gym and I asked someone if they wanted to hang out and they just like point blank said no. (laughs) And what was I going to do? Like, you know, but that's one of those things that um, we were kind of talking about before is we, you know, we don't be scared, but also trust people to set their own boundaries and their own interest. And that's okay. That's okay. Don't let that keep you from trying. Um, but it's the only way you're ever going to find out. So um, let's kind of, let's recap. So be specific in making plans. Um, when you say you want to do something with someone, actually take out the calendar and make that plan. Um, remember and acknowledge milestones. Everything from two o'clock in the afternoon listening to Pitbull <laughs> to, um, you know, like, uh, you know, loss of parents and even, oh my gosh, can you imagine how sweet it would be to someone if a year later they got a text because you remembered um, the date one of their parents passed away or something significant like that. Um, Being mindful in communication, just watching the amount of time you're letting go by when you're trying to grow and nurture a relationship or at least using those phrases that help kind of bridge the gap to um, prevent any kind of assumption that you are not intending. Um, Being vulnerable and authentic in relationship, Um, allowing people to see your life, to know how you're feeling, to connect with you and to grow those roots um, in relationship instead of keeping things on the surface because that's where the real connection happens and not being scared to ask. So not being scared to um, start a friendship with someone in your life that you think you might have friend chemistry with. Guys, you are so capable of creating the community that you're longing for. Um, I am in a season right now where 
I mean, believe me, I'm with you. Life, life is hard. There are things that are uncertain. There are things that are scary. And I do have a tendency to pull back, right? But then we suffer the consequences of that. We suffer. Um, we need that. We need that connection. We need to be surrounded. And so as as much as I'm empowering you, I'm reminding myself that um, so often the community that we long for and the community that we need starts with us. So instead of approaching our adulthood years with our head down, walking through the cafeteria, let's kind of like set <laughs> like the wise old Seventeen magazine once said, <laughs> pick your head up, pick your head up, and let's approach these things with intentionality. Um, to grow our friendship because uh, not only do we need it, but other people need it too. And it starts with you and me.